This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage bomb, Deanne Katsaris. How are you doing? <laughs> it seems like it gets louder every week, Mark, right? That was, they're loving you, man. That's what, what can I tell you? So how are you? I'm doing fabulous. Just uh, recovering from hip replacement. I had a schedule, walking around. Next week, I'll be running. I'm going to sign you're up for the be, next marathon. You're probably good for another 75,000 miles. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're excited to be talking to you every Saturday at 1 o'clock here on WPHT Talk Radio 1210. We are the only game in town when it comes to real estate. So if you want to ask us a question about residential, commercial, mortgages, give us a call. My number is 267 267- 266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're here just to answer your questions, keep you informed, because the real estate market's fine, but the media just doesn't talk about good news. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. A new topic, I think. We also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. And our mortgage mom topic this week is going to be good news. Good news. I can remember that one. <laughs> it's short. It's only two words. You should be good. All right. All Mark, right. We, good. we also have our question and answer segment. And the first question is, is it illegal for a bank to sell a loan to another entity without the borrower's approval? Next question is, I am buying a house that is being sold by owner. Where do we go to make the contract and transfer the title? The next question is, we want to sell our home ourselves to save money. Big mistake. Uh, do many people purchase homes this way? If not, then why? We got a, a question last week, this FISBO thing. I don't understand why they're all excited about FISBOs. Uh, yeah, and especially since the houses are selling well over what they're listing it for. So, Yeah, you if know, you got a professional. Yeah, I'd be happy it, to right? turn it over. Really? Anyway, next question is, what can you do after buying a home and the city found unpermitted things that were done? Who is liable and what can be done? Mm. I actually had that problem in the convent. 
<laughs> Mark, we also have our topic of the day, which is misconceptions by buyers when making an offer on a house. Yes. But first, Some give more. us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, everything in the world begins with a yes. Because if you don't want to ask the answers. No. Exactly. I'm telling you, there's so many people that just can't say yes, and they second-guess themselves, and then opportunity is gone. So, where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So, we got this inventory issue. We went up a little bit from last week, from 440 to 476 actives in Philly. And the counties are the same way. It is cord and normal spring market in Philly metro. Home prices are still raising. You know, they're still going up. Not as much as they were, but they're still rising. Right. In a typical housing market, April is one of the biggest, uh, busiest months of the year. This ha- this year, however, elevated mortgage rates, economic uncertainty, uh, thanks to Uncle Joe here. He's got everybody scared to death. have led to a cooling spring market in the Philadelphia metro area. Closed sales continued to track below last year's pace, and the number of sales declined between March and April. Usually there's a notable bump in those months, but this year is far from typical. For the past few years, home prices have been rising rapidly in Philly area. In April, the median sales price rose by just 1.2%. Now, you get into neighborhoods in Philly, and and it's all over the place. Those neighborhoods are, are at 15%. Prices have come down from peak levels, but the median price is still 40% higher than it was before the pandemic. The number of active listings had been increasingly significantly compared to an earlier year. I don't know where they're getting that info because I'm looking at it and I'm not seeing a giant jump. I think significantly to them is like an extra hundred. <laughs> but uh, increases in inventory were modest in April. Activity listings were up by just 2.7%, and it was just a 1.4-month supply of inventory across the region. And a normal market is a six-month supply. We haven't been in one of them. So let me tell you what's happening in different counties. Bucks County, minus 32. uh, This is days on the market. Uh, minus 32% in bucks, seven days on the market. Burlington County is down 43%, 13 days on the market. Camden County's 13 days on the market. Chester County, six days on the market. Delaware County, seven days on the market. Gloucester County, 13 days on the market. Kent County, 13 days on the market. Montgomery County, six days on the market. Newcastle, six days on the market. And they say Philly jumped to 16 days from seven days on the market. So, like, nothing's staying on the market because there's just no inventory. So, as soon as something goes on the market, it sells. And you know what else is it has an effect on that is there's so many offers coming in that it's taken anywhere from three to four extra days just for them to sign the contract, go through all the offers. So, I don't even think that that's really... Um, an accurate number. I think it's even less than that. I think it is probably less than that. Tell us about the rates. So the rates are still good, Mark. I mean, we're, you know, we're in a great opportunity um, to do what we need to do. Um, You're looking at your FHA right now, your FHA 30 year fixed is at 6.25%. Your 30 year VA 6.25%. And your conventional loan is at six and a half percent, which is not bad. No. 
not no, bad at it's all. It's just people don't know history. They don't. They don't know. Like people like us that bought houses at fourteen percent, we're happy. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we are up to Mark's funny story. No, we're not. We're uh, taking a break here, and then. Uh, all right. Let's coffee. cut it. Let, let's just let me go back. <sighs> I'm not. All right. Let. All right. Now, so Mark, still, it's still a great time to purchase. It's still a great time to refi, get rid of that high interest credit card debt. Um, but coming up next is going to be your funny story. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive all the time. So we're at the end. So Mark, we are up to your funny story. So this one's about uh, this realtor that's, uh, you know, what's it called? Uh, bring your kid to work day. So an eight-year-old girl went to the office with her father, who was a realtor, and take your kid to work day. And as they were walking around the office, the young girl started crying and getting all cranky. And the father asked, what's wrong with He wondered what was wrong with her. As the staff gathered around and she sobbed real loudly, she said, Daddy, where are you all the clowns you said you work with? <laughs> 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 That's cute. Wonder how the rest of his day went. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got some dirty looks after that. I'm sure. So now it is time for the mortgage mom segment with Deanne Kat Saris from Green Tree Mortgage, and our topic is good news. I can always <laughs> go for some good news. Yeah. So there's some good news for home buyers, Mark, and that is that mortgage rates are likely to fall. All we talk about is how they're going to increase, increase, but mortgage rates are expected to drop soon, bringing good news for home buyers, which also plays into realtors and also loan originators. Um, But the U.S. Federal Reserve is unlikely to raise interest rates due to the slowing of inflation, which could allow mortgage interest rates to come down. Now, I'm not saying I have my crystal ball, but... This generally is how it goes. So according to the experts, mortgage rates will stabilize in short term and they'll begin to drop by the summer and early fall. So although the rates could eventually return to 5% and in the high four ranges, which which is what I've been saying, they are not likely expected to fall below 5.5% before the end of this year. So while a significant drop in mortgage rates would require a hit to the economy, the current stable and slowly decreasing rates are a positive sign for the housing market. And this is going to give buyers and sellers a time to consider mortgage rates in their decision making. So, you know, we constantly keep talking about this is such a good time to buy. It's such a good time to sell. And one of the updates and I know you're not going to believe me. I'm going to have to probably FaceTime you and actually show you. But as we speak right now, we have someone that's, you know, painting my kitchen, redoing my kitchen floor. Um, we just had the driveway redone. So, you know, this house is being listed. Now, 
Oh all, my God. All my family and friends are saying once I get all this work done on the house that I'm <laughs> probably not going to sell it. Is this a Curbio deal? It is not a Curbio deal. I'm surprised. No, it's not a Curbio deal. That would force you to sell. <laughs> you know what? That probably would have been a better way that to go. That would have been the push over the cliff it, because you would have had to sell or pay Curbio. <laughs> but I mean, I'm doing all the things that I wanted to do years ago um, that we just never did. But we had recently, um, I had helped a woman um, that was that got a mortgage that was unfamiliar with the terms. It was apparently a 20-year note. And the note came due. And I told you this about two years ago where I actually had purchased the house for her. Um, and then we just recently were able to get her credit fixed, do everything that was needed for her to be able to purchase. And she now purchased the house back from me. So that allowed us to be able to do the work on our house. But I, now that I'm just thinking about it, that would have been, <laughs> that would have been a great opportunity to do Curbio and be forced to sell the house. I didn't think of that. That's right. That would have that would have held your feet to the fire. It definitely would have. But but again, I'm looking forward. We're going to put the house on the market. It's going it, to it's a great opportunity to sell. Um, people are definitely getting off the fence now. And we have people that are coming out of the wet, the woodwork now um, trying to, you know, update their pre-approval, find out how much they can get pre-approved for based on the interest rates where we are today versus when they originally got pre-approved. And, and it's okay. Like nobody is coming on board, kicking and screaming. They're finding the houses, you know, that they really like. And, you know, it's a win-win for everyone. The other thing that I wanted to mention, the good news is the refis, the refis are starting to come back as well, which is good because even though these credit card interest rates are at like 24%, if you're at six and a half percent, we're getting you out of debt. We're increasing the cash flow. Um, that's another win-win for everyone. But the other thing that came out this week, Mark, which um, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, is that the Federal Housing Finance Agency, which is also known as FHFA, they announced that it's going to rescind that controversial loan level pricing adjustment, which is also known as the LLPA. And it's for conventional borrowers with their debt-to-income levels that are at or above 40%. So, um, you know, that's going to go into effect as well. Um, So, you know, they're looking at all the things that are taking place and the mortgage industry lobbyists and practitioners alike complain that the fees were just unworkable and that it was going to result in a logistical and compliance nightmare as well as confusion and mistrust for borrowers. So we actually signed a petition that went into effect, which we were all happy about, um, that gave us this opportunity to take care of that. So they also put in a request um, for information on other new fees, including those imposed on borrowers with higher credit scores and moderate down payment. So so we'll see what's happening. But the non-DTI-based fees went into effect officially May 1st, but practically have been in effect since mid-March. So that's all going to be rescinded. We're looking forward to some more good news, you know, as we move forward with what's going on in the economy. So, yeah, and uh, NAR, National Association of Realtors, uh, Young made a big speech about how the Fed was screwing up by even raising these interest rates. Right. Hey, that was a big mistake because you can't raise the interest rates to lower inflation if you spend money. 
Yeah. And Biden keeps spending money. I can't believe he sent $2 billion to the Taliban for humanitarian purposes. I mean, give me a break. No, we're spending. We got enough problems. We're sp- we got enough problems here. Yep. We're spending just like a drunken sailor. So that's for yeah. sure. And, and now we don't want to negotiate. And he don't want, you know, he don't want to cut any spending. But he wants them to lay, raise the debt limit. And you got to, you can't keep spending and expect inflation to go down. Right. I don't, why do you? I don't, these guys never ran a business. That's that's exactly right. And and let's not go on a rant because we're gonna we need to I'm stay not. a little biased here. But if you have any questions on what's going on, just give me a shout at 609-605-7153. All right, that was a good topic. Thanks. Good news is always a good. Good topic. news, all positive, so, all the time, right? All right, so let's take a break. So with that, you're listening to Good News from Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on WPHT Talk Radio, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. And our first question is, is it illegal for a bank to sell a loan to another entity without the borrower's approval? Most of the time when you close, you actually sign a document, correct, that they can sell your loan? Correct. It's called a transfer of rights. And that's exactly true. So um, in that big stack of 57 pages that you walk away with um, from closing, you're actually signing a, a document stating that um, it can be sold at any time, and that's basically how the mortgage companies make their money by selling them, bundling them up, and selling them. Um, and then a lot of companies don't service the loan, right. so your first payment generally goes to another another bank. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that, and then they under I got it. My mortgage is it's not the same person. Well, it would. Don't you remember your agent explaining that to you at settlement? And yeah, they, and everything stays the same, Mark. Yeah. Um, the only thing that changes is who you make the actual payment out to. Right. They just they just service the loan. What's the Correct. next one? All right. Question number two is I'm buying a house that is being sold by the owner. Where do we go to make the contract and the transfer the title? Um, that would be an agent. Go to a yeah. real estate agent. <laughs> this was the topic, wasn't it? Last week I talked about for sale. Why not to use do a for sale by owner because yeah. these are the kind of things that people don't know what to do. And even if you download a contract, I mean, are you uh, good at doing contracts? Is this contract going to hold up in court? And then the, you're going to have to hire a title company. And then I hear people, well, I'll just hire a lawyer. Well, you might as well hire a realtor if you're going to do that. Cause they're going to, by the time you get to settlement, that lawyer is probably going to charge you close to 6% because they're not cheap. And then yeah. just to show up at settlement, I've seen lawyers that weren't involved at all that somebody brought to a settlement and paid them like two grand just to be at right. settlement and everything's right. totally done. I used to throw questions at them. So they had something to say. <laughs> yeah. And you can negotiate. I mean, there are, you know, you can have a realtor do it as a transaction and charge a yeah. small fee, but you know, at least you know that it's going to be done properly. I'll tell you, I, for sale by owner calls me. They don't want to pay 6%. I'll do it for 4%. Cut them a deal. And at least they'll have a professional that knows what the hell they're doing. What's the next one? So the next question is, 
we want to sell our home ourselves to save money. Do many people purchase homes this way? If not, then why not? It's another one. I don't know why this is such a hot topic right now. How many people do it? In the end, well, I gave out the numbers last week. 97% of for sale by owners end up listing out of the 3% that actually sell. Half of them get to the settlement table. So you're talking about half of 3% actually make it to the end because they can't weather the home inspection repairs. Nobody's negotiating for them. The appraisal, you know, all kinds of issues can go wrong. So, you know, no, no, not that many people actually do it. There's people that try it and then they give up. I had one close to me used to put a white sign out every Sunday when we were in more of a buyer's market and like spray paint it open house <laughs> and he drug this thing out every Sunday and then nobody. And finally, you know, him and the wife are fighting cause he's telling her, make sure the place is clean. You know? Yeah. And then nobody shows up. And, then- <laughs> and again, this goes right back to, if you want to sell the house yourself, you know, get, um, get an agent to at least do the transaction for you. How would you like to be a for sale by owner right now? You put a sign up and like 50 people show up. No. <laughs> You'd be, they'd be overwhelmed. Look, the neighbor across the street, you know, wants to sell, wants to buy my house and I don't even want to do it myself. I'm not going to. I'll do it. Okay. Minimal, minimal fee. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> anyway, um, question number four, you ready? I'm ready. What can you do after buying a home and the city finds unpermitted things that were done? Who's liable and what can be done? And this can happen. This actually happened to me when I bought the convent because apparently he had did some stuff in the back with the deck and he just did it, hired a couple guys and did it, never filed permits. I mean, you know, unfortunately, when you settle at the table, it's as is. All contracts are as is in the end. Now, unless they disclose something or something you hang your hat on, but like... You know, if they had receipts that they hired somebody, maybe you got something. But this kind of stuff happens where the do-it-your-own people do things, didn't get a permit. And almost anything major, you you need a permit for. And it's like, you know, they don't apply for the permits. And then that this new buyer could get stuck with all that. Can they yeah. go back and sue? Yeah, of course. A lawyer will take two grand and waste a bunch of your time or maybe you have to go it's coordinated by the township too they might make you file for the permit and and if you get denied and it's like a deck or something they could possibly say that's got to go well mark wouldn't um if you know if you're doing the the seller disclosure right it tell one of the questions in is there that is in there excuse me is basically you know updates to the house. How old is this? How long have you had this? What's new? So if you look at the seller disclosure and there's something new, you know, you want to make sure if it's a big project that they did get a permit for it. Yeah. Like uh, added a garage or extended uh, back of the house. Exactly. You know, they're the kind of questions. This is why you need a professional involved that that knows to ask those kind of questions because you could get, you could get in some trouble there. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to skim any corners, especially when it comes to this, because it's definitely going to come back to bite you. Yeah, the worst one I remember was the one over near you, where the guy put the pool in, and the he pool was, in, yeah, and half of it was on a neighbor's <laughs> property, and it was the half with the with the 
pool house right. was on that end. Yep. He, and he had it end up buying the ground. <laughs> Luckily, the guy let him buy the ground. Yeah. Or if or not, else they'd he be been, sharing the pool. Yeah. Or digging it up, one yeah. or the other. That's so crazy. So it could get messy. Yeah. All right. So coming up next, Mark, is going to be our topic of the day, which is going to be misconceptions right. by buyers. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHTO Positive. All the time. So what are we have, Dan? So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is misconceptions by buyers when making an offer on yeah, a home. And this topic, this has got a bunch of myths in it, just like the 20% down myth, and you need like a 700 credit score to buy myth, all those myths out there. You know, number one is I'll never write a full price offer. You know, we're in a seller's market right now, but there's still people that think like this. They, they would never offer full price because they think they're going to negotiate. Someone has taught consumers to never, out of the gate, offer full price, and that you're a fool if you offer full price. While negotiating has a place in real estate sales, if the property is a good value, why risk, you know, not getting it for a few thousand dollars? And that's usually what it is. They usually come in like ten grand below. <laughs> I, I in my career, that's- it's always like something like that, and then and then they don't realize it's probably going to appreciate that much in one year. So you're going to take a risk on losing the house you want and 10 grand at the rates. You might be talking, what, 30 bucks more a month or something? Maybe. Maybe. And you're not going to have this mortgage for 30 years. So, I mean, you know, if you allow that kind of thinking with your client, if you're a real estate agent, this is why you should do what's called a buyer's needs analysis before you even go looking and give them a sense of what's going on with the market because they don't know. The media don't talk about it. We're the only real estate show in Philly Metro. So they have no clue what's going on. So if they go out looking and they see a house for 300, well, we're, we'll offer them 390, you know, well, you're probably not going to get the house because there's going to be multiple offers. And, and once they, but if you tr- teach them correctly, they're going to understand where they're going to go. And, and Mark, that's, that. that's the key. I mean, teaching them correctly, you know, keeping them off of Google, keeping them off of, you know, talking to Uncle Harry is right. going to be a big plus. And, the, and the, the buyers that actually listen to the agents and the lender and follow the instructions are the ones that are closing on the houses. Yeah, they're the ones that win. Yep. And the other one is uh, 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 you can always start low and come up later. And well, you can't. In this multiple offer market right now, if you start low, you're at it. You're, you're done. They're not even considering your offer. You know, they're looking at the one that's 20 above already. You know, in this kind of seller's market, coming in low, you're just out of the gate. And and then the other misconception with that is that I always found, they always think, like I used to be just strictly, I was 80, 20 listings when I was just selling residential. So most of the time with me, if I got eight or nine offers, we picked the best one and that was over. Right. We didn't go back and forth a lot. I picked the best one with the best buyer financials, the best pre-approval, the best mortgage company, the one that I think we're going to get to the table with the least hassle, and it's over. 
Yeah, so basically, calling, you I'm always... I'm calling every agent back and saying, do you want to come up? Uh, that's not what I did. Right. You always took my offers because they were the best. Yeah, right. <laughs> but a lot of people, they just think that, you know, and I, I remember agents calling me back in the early 2000s when we were in that other seller's market, calling me up like, we would have went higher. Well, I'm like, you know, put your best offer in first. I had one guy actually broke into tears on a Sunday night on me because I didn't take his offer. At first, I thought he was joking. He he just, then he broke down and I actually called his broker the next day because I was worried about him. He goes, yeah, he's been really going through hard times. Well, if you make offers like that, you're going to go through hard times. Exactly. You, know, you start listening to the buyers and not fighting back with them and convincing them what they need to do. What's another? And so, you know, these sellers also, they're looking at these offers and then somebody's coming in really low, they can even get offended, so, you know, because they're in love with their house. And then they, you don't have a chance to go back and put in another offer because you've already insulted them. Yeah. And and the other, you know, a good property, well, we'll wait, you know, well, let us think, sit on it for a while. Let us think about it over the weekend. That kind of stuff that you're not probably going to get that house. Yeah. You sit around and think on a house in this. We just talked about in the market report, days on the market. You got you're in environments with seven days on the market and you show a house, look at it, a house today and you want to wait till Monday. That's probably gone. So, I mean, you know, and there's a lot of buyers out there that have lost deals many times. I know you've got some clients that were lost so many times they got out of the market they got back in the market yep you know it's just the nature of the beast right now and you got to like really be prepared in this market so like due diligence with your agent and and i it's key to have a good agent that you, in this market mark you need a strong experienced and knowledgeable agent no doubt for sure yeah. Because if you got a weak one that caves to the buyer, every little thing they want, you, they're going to have a hard time getting the house. Agreed. You know, like we're at a point, the one thing I don't like that was going on, people waving home inspections and waving all kinds of stuff. You know, that's a little risky too. I'd be careful with that stuff. But price wise, you got to understand what's happening in that area that you're looking for. I mean, right now in like Bucks County, there's like 500 houses for sale. In the whole county, same yeah. in Montgomery County. I mean, Philly's got about four thousand out of six hundred, over six hundred thousand. So, I mean, going in there and lowballing or asking for too much, you're probably not going to get that house. And and if you sleep on it, you're probably not going to be living in it. So, I mean, you know, be prepared, be totally pre-approved. That's another one. Some of these people. Two minutes. Oh convince some agent, I want to go see this house, and they're not even pre-approved. So now what do they do? That could take a few days to get all their paperwork and tax returns and everything else to a lender to get a total pre-approval. By the time they get all that done, that house is gone. And the yeah. problem, one of the biggest problems with all that, then they want that house again. And now you got a real problem. You know what... You you know what another problem is, Mark, is I can I have three people that are under contract right now that have been pre-approved with other companies and they decided to come work with us. 
and I can't get them pre-approved. Not because I can't, they're not pre-approvable. Like they're under contract. There's some of the companies that never even ran their credit or even collected any of their pay stubs. And now I got to, I got to put the, you know, keep the deal together, which will do, but it, this should not be happening. No, it shouldn't be happening. I had a problem recently with one and like, uh, oh yeah, we could do the loan. We could do the loan. We could do the loan. And all of a sudden nothing's what? happening. And like, what's going on? Right. You know, you got to be really careful what agent you use, what mortgage company you use. You know, Agreed. Be, just because they said they can do it. Like I had somebody call me from the show about a big commercial deal, like five mil. And wait to hear this one. And they were talking to somebody knew somebody that knew somebody that worked at a bank and they were moving to another bank that was being bought out and they were going to do the loan with that person. I was like, wow. Oh my I said, God. that sounds really risky. Yeah. And I told them to call Joe McHugh at the Philly Fed. Right. Because they do about 80 million in commercial every year because... You know, you got to be really careful what you're doing. Yeah. Just because they said they can do it doesn't mean they're going to get it done. So you gotta, all those myths out there, never full price, you know, all that, the 20% down. There's so many myths in our industry. You got to hire a professional and do a buyer needs analysis. Up Agreed. Up Agreed. Yep, for sure. That was a great topic and people need to take that to heart for sure. Especially in this market. All right, so we are up to our segment with Asking Dr. A, and today we're going to talk about turnover culture. Hey, Dr. Abelson, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys doing? We're, we're doing good. Great. Deanne's like been out jogging. She just got back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just got done with the elliptical. So, uh, Deanne, we're, we're on the same, same rhythm, lady. We're not. I just had my hip replaced, <laughs> and... Uh, uh. I need another no, I week before, I, I, definitely before I can walk. <laughs> All right. So this turnover culture that we're doing today, doctor, explain to me how well, we're starting uh, here. The reason I want to talk about this is, is turnover. We're seeing a lot, especially in the tech industry, people are getting laid off, which is unusual because during COVID and before then, it was the hottest industry there was as far as hiring people. And, and well, they realized they didn't need so many damn people. Well, that, that is true. But let let. What happens is organizations, every organization has their own turnover culture. And this is something I, I, I wrote about and introduced, oh, 30 years ago. And it basically comes from four different areas. Uh, and some of those areas are controllable and some of those areas are not controllable. Right. So one of the areas that is controllable is the organization's policies. For example, when you look at law firms, it's up or out. So you either become a partner or you find employment somewhere else, right? That's basically an organizational policy that, that leads what's going on. So organizations have policies, they have policies and procedures manuals and things of that nature. So that is something that they can definitely have a significant impact on. Another thing they can have an impact on, and all the research that I've ever done on this demonstrates that this is one of the most, if not the most important thing, and that's their leadership and management. And we've talked about that many times on this program as far as what managers should be doing and how they should be interacting with people. But some managers just aren't very good. And some nope. organizations have a philosophy that uh, people are wrong. Uh, so we need to we need to monitor them very, very closely and make sure that we catch them when they are wrong. Uh, and some organizations have the exact opposite philosophy, and that is, hey, 
Um, we, we respect you. We admire you. We know you're going to do a good job. So we're going to monitor what's going on, but, but we have a much more positive attitude. Right. And again, most of the research that I have demonstrates that at least 50% of the reason people leave is because of poor leadership or poor management. No doubt. Okay. The other, the other two are basically the industry that it is. Let's look at the real estate industry right now, right? With interest rates going on and things like that, what's happening is, uh, is there's going to be turnover. And NAR is, is waiting for that turnover to come down from the 1.7 million members. And prediction is they're going to lose about 500,000 members this year because of what's happening with, with, with the environment. So they're Plus they're getting older. A lot, of the real, a lot of the real producers are older. Yeah, that's that true, too. So that's, I mean, that, that's one of the other aspects that, that leads to it, right? And the, the, fourth, the fourth really, you know, area is what I was just talking about, and that's the current, you know, external environment. What, what's going on in the environment? And that definitely impacts what's happening uh, as, as, far as, the, as far as the culture of the organization. And organizations can do something about uh, the internal things. They can't do anything about the external environment unless they look into different products and or they buy other organizations that are in these different industries. So that's another issue altogether. So anyhow, well, you know, what's interesting, too, like in the worst real estate market in history in 08, my office was packed because we had a good culture. And all the all the offices around me were like ghost towns because I used to go visit them. Well, and it was it was a cultural issue. Right. And, and that's we were a we were thing that's going on. I mean, I did with the end of the beginning of COVID, I said to all of our staff, nobody's getting fired. I'm gonna do what I have to do to make sure nobody gets fired because of the environment. But anyhow, right. that well, we can talk more about this later, but if people want to contact us because we are specialists in, in retention and turnover, all they have to do is contact me at uh, DR period A at Abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N dot net or call us 979-696-2222 or go to our website, Abelson.net. All right. Very good. That's Thank a good you, topic Ray. because leadership in these in these companies, you micromanage a high D, high I. They're, they're rolling. You got it. All right. Thank you, Dr. Abelson. See you guys next week. All right. So if you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net. Or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at dnkatsaris at comcast.net. Or give me a call at 609-605-7153. A special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in every week here on the radio and also on Odyssey and downloading our show. And our sponsors for keeping us on the air for 15 years. And we're adding sponsors and it's not that expensive. If you want to join the Good News and Real Estate team, give us a call. Give me a call at 267-266-5501. And you can listen to this show every Saturday at 1 o'clock. Also at our website, past shows, Good News and Real Estate. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive. All, positive, all, all the, the time. time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of the past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre recorded.